This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. KYW Original Podcasts. The Eagles gave a valiant effort. They fought hard against the Arizona Cardinals. Fell short 33-26. to The record's 4-9-1. and They're not technically out of the NFC East standings yet. It's a long shot. They need some help, but there still is a shot. Got Ray Dittinger on the line to break down yesterday's game. Uh, Ray, first thing is first, let's start, with the, let's start with the quarterback position. What do you do with the Eagles' QB position going forward beyond this season, considering the way Jalen Hurts has played? Well, uh, I don't think there's any question that he plays it out, and I think that was the plan. Once Doug Peterson made the move to Jalen Hurts last week for the New Orleans game, I thought at that point there was this was not a one-game or a two-game thing. I thought that they were they were giving Hurts the last four games to come out and play and get a little experience, but more than anything, just kind of show what he could do. And uh, in two games, he showed, he shown you a lot. Um, so at the end of this year. Uh, be there any playoffs or not. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, there, I mean, there's a strong argument now on the part of a lot of people that you can't possibly bring them both back. Uh, that the win situation has just collapsed to such a degree that it would be better for the team and better for him if he got a fresh start someplace else. Um, there's probably some merit to that, but I just don't know how you're going to be able to do it. I think the way his contract is structured uh, you're talking about a $35 million cap hit uh, to move him. You're certainly not going to cut him, uh, and it would be hard for somebody to trade for him, trade for that kind of contract. So, I mean, conversations will probably take place in the off offseason uh, about Wentz moving on, but I think the more likely scenario is you're going to start training camp next year with both of these guys, and, you know, and it's going to be open competition. You know, if Doug Peterson's the coach or whoever's the coach, just going to say to Hurts and Wentz, all right, fellas, even we're, we're starting this year even. You know, it's uh, the job's there. It's up to the two of you. You go out and decide. You go out and fight it out and may the best man win. Uh, I think that's – I really think that's the way it's going to work out. Hypothetically, to follow up on that, if Jalen Hurts continues to improve upon what he's already doing very well and whether or not the Eagles make the postseason – how can the Eagles sell that to the fan base that they're going to have a quarterback competition next training camp when Hertz has played so well and Wentz just had a mess of a season? Well, um, I mean, Wentz does have a body of work. Uh, I mean, he's been this year has been just awful. I mean, it's there's no question about that. I mean, 
if he's been if he hasn't been the worst quarterback in the league, he's certainly been in that conversation. I mean, you know, Sam Darnold's had a bad year. Drew Locke. I mean, there've been there've been a few quarterbacks who statistically are kind of down at the bottom with him. Uh, but I mean, in almost every statistical metric, he's he's at the bottom or near the bottom in the league. I mean, there's no accident. He's he's had a really really bad year. Um, but you know, he had he had some very good years before that. I mean, 2017, everybody remembers. Uh, and 2018 and 2019, if you look back at it, I mean, people now are, I think one of the things that bothers me a little bit about this, this conversation that everybody's having now is that the, is that I hearing people say, well, you know, he hasn't been any good since 2017, which is not true. Um, I mean, you went to the playoffs each of the last two years and you got there largely because Wentz played well enough to get you there. Uh, and you look at him statistically, I mean, he's had, a lot of a lot of games in there, seven, eight games in each of those years where he had a quarterback rating of over 100. So it wasn't as epic as the 2017 season, but those two years were pretty good as well. So he's had a pretty good body of work here. Uh, and uh, I know this was a bad year, but other quarterbacks have had bad years and come back from it. So I, you know, I, I think people right now are enamored with Hertz with the way he's played, which I understand. But if you look back, I mean, Wentz has played well here too, and he's had a bad year. But okay, if if that's the situation you're facing next year, and you're bringing these two guys back, and you're going to let them compete at training camp, you know, initially people will probably say, why is Wentz even here? But I think realistically, and especially when you look at it contractually, it's it's pretty understandable. What did you think, Ray, of Adam Schefter's report from ESPN yesterday in the morning that Wentz? understandably, isn't too thrilled with the situation that's going on right now with the Eagles, with him being the backup. And if it persists, he wants out of Philadelphia. What did you think of that report? And then AP's reporting slightly before the game, conflicting that, that that Wentz has never expressed a desire to leave Philadelphia. What's your response to these reports? Well, uh, I think think, uh, Adam Schefter's report almost certainly came from Wentz's agent or one of his representatives. I mean, it didn't come from Wentz. Um, a, a, lot of, a, a lot of the quote-unquote insiders get their information from agents, because agents will love to talk to those guys, uh, because they have their own agenda. Um, you know, coaches are notoriously tight-lipped. They don't say that kind of stuff. Players generally are smart or too smart to say that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, generally, the guys that are most willing to talk, and that's why that's why NFL reporters call them all the time, are the agents because they have a different agenda. Uh, and so I, I'm almost positive that uh, that Adam got that from Wentz's agent. Wentz wouldn't have said that publicly at that time, uh, and I would expect him, given the opportunity later when someone confronts him with it, he's going to he's going to try and toe the party line and say, "No, I never said that. I'm being supportive." And I understand both positions now. Um, it's the timing of it was awful. Uh, the agent feels like he's trying to do the best for his client, and he, the way he probably looks at this, probably he looks at it that the best thing for Carson is probably to get out of Philadelphia right now, uh, to get that to keep the contract that he's got, but go somewhere else and get a fresh start. Everybody talks about Indianapolis. We're re- reunited with Frank Reich. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, you know, maybe from a personal standpoint, Carson looks at it as that would be a better situation. Fresh start, I come in. You know, we all know Philip Rivers is kind of at the end of the line. Here's an opportunity for me to come in and make this my team. Uh, I could understand that, but you certainly don't want to be talking about that at this point because it undercuts Jalen Hurts and, and, and the rest of your football team at a time when you're still trying to make the playoffs. 
So uh, that's how I kind of saw it. I just kind of saw it as it came from Wentz's camp. And I'm sure he wasn't happy that it got out there, but I know he didn't put it out there. But whenever you get into these quote-unquote quarterback controversies, these are the kind of things that are going to happen. And this is something we talked about way back in the spring when they drafted Jalen Hurts, that, man, boy, Carson Wentz better come out and play well this year because if he doesn't, the first sign of trouble, we're going to have a quarterback controversy, and that's right where we are. What did you think in terms of uh, the way that Jalen Hurts played yesterday? What did you like about the way Jalen Hurts played, and how would you assess his game against the Cardinals? Oh, I thought he played really, really well. I thought he played really good because it was a different kind of it was a much different kind of game than the New Orleans game. I mean, this was a game uh, on the road uh, against a good team that's fighting desperately to get in the playoffs, had a lot at stake, uh, and you fall behind right away. Uh, you fall behind, you're down sixteen nothing in the first quarter, and those are games we've all seen them. That games like that, they can get out of hand in a hurry. And that one looked like it was already out of hand at the end of the first quarter. And the fact that the Eagles were in it at the end with a chance to come back and win it at the end was purely was purely due to the play of your quarterback. Um, I mean, it certainly wasn't your defense that kept you in the game, and it certainly wasn't your special teams that kept you in the game. The only reason you were in the game at the end with a puncher's chance on that last possession was because of Jalen Hurts. I mean, he was... He was that good. I mean, he really was. And, you know, he showed you all the things that he did in the first game in terms of his composure and his leadership and his mobility and his ability to run and make plays with his legs. But I think he definitely took it a step further in terms of his passing game. I mean, he threw the ball really good yesterday. I mean, that was that was really impressive. And, this, you know, his first game, I mean, he threw for 160 yards against the Saints um, and won that game. But yesterday, I mean, he basically doubled it. I mean, threw for over 330 yards and brought the team from behind, made some really big throws. Uh, and he's now in two starts. He's got four touchdown passes and, more importantly, no interceptions. So, yeah, as, as impressive as he was in the win over the Saints, I think he was probably even more impressive yesterday in a losing effort in Arizona. Why do you think he's been able to be so much more successful than Carson Wentz was in the first 12 games? Uh, well, um, I, at the simple, you know, I mean, the, the simple thing to say is he just played better, but I, I think that, uh, a lot of it is he's just come in, uh, and he's, his mobility and his, um, his, his just field presence, his pocket awareness is, is much sharper. It's, it's much more acute than Wentz's, which is really surprising. When you uh, when you consider you're talking about a guy making his first starts in the NFL versus a guy who's been a starter for five seasons, you you would expect that the veteran guy would have a much better sense of what's happening around him on the field, have a much better ability to read read the field, read the, do the pre-snap reads, and feel what's happening in the pocket and the ability to get out of trouble. Um, just that kind of sense, that 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 field sense that a quarterback needs to play in the NFL. You would certainly expect that a veteran would have that to a greater degree than a rookie, um, but it's been quite the reverse here. One of the things that's gotten Carson Wentz in trouble earlier this year was he just he just didn't seem to have that. I mean, he took sacks in the pocket that he really didn't need to take. Uh, he held the ball way too long, didn't throw the ball away when he had an opportunity to do that. Uh, and then in addition to some accuracy issues and poor throws, I mean, that's why we got to the point we got to. But Hertz came in, and in two games has done as as not made any of those mistakes. I mean, he took he took six sacks yesterday, and I would probably say that two, maybe stretching it, three of them were his fault. 
where he could have done something else. But there were there were at least there were at least six or seven other, other other situations where he easily could have been sacked. He probably should have been sacked, but got out of it. Sometimes ran away from it. Sometimes just threw the ball out of it. Uh, but didn't take those same losses. And a lot of it just comes back to this this sort of the term that the coaches use awareness. You know, Hertz has it right now, and he's playing with confidence. He's playing with great confidence. And there wasn't really any point this year where you felt like Carson Wentz was playing with confidence. And, you know, that translates into performance. What do you think ultimately cost the Eagles the game yesterday? They just didn't match up defensively, uh, which we knew going in. I mean, you knew, given the injuries uh, that they had in the secondary, you know, losing McLeod and Maddox on top of the guys that they had already lost, uh, and then losing Slay, um, they just didn't match up against the Arizona Cardinals in their in their receiver core. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, if he's not the best receiver in the NFL, he's certainly in that conversation, uh, and he's at least at the level of the guys who have been torching you the last couple of weeks. I'm talking about Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf and Michael Thomas. This you know this guy he comes in right on the heels of those guys, and he's every bit their equal, if not better, and so. You put him out there, and your secondary is even more depleted. You know that was a matchup that you just weren't going to win. So that's, and that was the hill that, uh, that Jalen Hurts was trying to climb. That it basically, given the Arizona offense, that he pretty much had to try. He pretty much had to score every every possession to keep pace with them, and that was just really hard to do. I mean, the fact that he managed to bring the team back and get you into a tie, and then have you on his last possession with a chance to hail Mary your way into overtime is really pretty remarkable. I mean, the only the only reason they were in that position and even playing for that at the end of the game was because Hurts got them there. So Jalen just played really well against two excellent, quality-to-excellent opponents in the Saints and the Cardinals. Now the Cowboys and the Washington football team is coming up, and NFC East games are always tough, but Dallas and Washington are not as good record-wise as Arizona and New Orleans. Now, the Eagles' chances for the NFC East are small. They have to win out, and they need some help. But considering that they're facing opponents that are not as good as the five that they just played and the two that Jalen just played, and considering that maybe Washington will have a bad day against Carolina, and if the Eagles beat Dallas, then that changes. That totally changes everything for Week 17. And if the Giants lose to Baltimore, that totally changes everything for Week 17. Uh, what's your outlook and optimism for the Eagles' chances these last two weeks? Well, uh, Michael Barkan asked me that on the post-game show yesterday. What, what would you say? What would you say would be the percentage chances that all of those that all of those things happen? That the Eagles win out and the teams ahead of you, New York and Washington, lose out. Um, and I said 20%, and I think I was being generous in saying that because, you know, this just isn't that kind of year. <laughs> this, just is, this just hasn't been for the Eagles. This just hasn't been a year where things break your way. It just doesn't seem to be that. Um, the, Giants have, the Giants have the tougher road, and we knew that. I mean, the Giants had a tough game last night with the Browns, and they lost it. And now, you know, they have a tough game coming up next week, too. Um, so, I, Washington to me looks like the, the more likely team, and uh, could the Eagles could the Eagles win the two games? I think they I think they have a real good chance of winning down in Dallas, even though the, even though the Cowboys even though the Cowboys were able to beat San Francisco yesterday. The Cowboys are a team that has a lot of issues, um, but uh, I think it's for for all that stuff to happen for the Eagles to win both and for Washington and New York to lose both. 
probably a stretch. I said 20%, and I think I was probably being optimistic in saying that. And, and I guess a follow-up to that is, do, do you expect, considering how well Jalen played against New Orleans and against Arizona, that, that do you expect bigger things from him against lesser opponents in Dallas and Washington going forward? I, yeah, I kind of do, uh, because he's got he, now he's got two games under his belt, which he's played really well and played really well in week one, and he played even better yesterday under in, in more difficult circumstances. Uh, and you're right, the next two opponents uh, aren't 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 even that good. I mean, the Cowboys' defense is really weak, and I would expect them to play really well in Dallas. And the Washington defense is formidable, especially their pass rush. I mean, they've got some really good players uh, in their front seven. So that'll be a challenge. But, you know, with each week he gains experience. With each week he gains a little more confidence, and his teammates get more confidence in him. Uh, and he's, and he, his play is making some of the guys around him better. I mean, he's actually brought Alshon Jeffrey, you know, back from the grave almost. I mean, he was a guy that everybody had pretty much written off, including me. Uh, and uh, yesterday he actually kind of looked like Alshon Jeffrey again. And Jalen Rager, who's your first-round draft pick, who had kind of struggled to find any kind of a role in the offense earlier in the season, is now producing and making some big plays for you. So, uh, And Quiz Watkins is a kid that didn't even play, who gets a touchdown for you yesterday. So, uh, you know, what Hurts has brought to this team, this kind of energy, this kind of lift, this kind of enthusiasm, uh, it's been contagious. I mean, uh, the guys, the, the guys that are playing with him now, uh, are playing far better than they played earlier in the season, and it's a reflection of of his play and his leadership. I mean, he's definitely given the team a spark. And the only problem is they're just running short of players on defense, and that's what caught up with them yesterday. Uh, but you know, I think Dallas is certainly a winnable game. I'm not making a prediction just yet, but you look at the opponent and the way the Eagles are playing. And I would expect Hurts to play well down there, so that's a winnable game. And then we'll see where we stand going into Washington. I mean, it could possibly be, if everything kind of falls their way, that they could be playing at that point for the, the division. But the reality is, as we sit here this morning, they're in last place in this division. Right. So, so a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff has to break their way. And as I said earlier, this hasn't been that kind of a year. But the one thing, at least right now, if you're an Eagles fan, you can sit back and 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 revel in the play of Jalen Hurts and the possibility that. You know, the Eagles may have found their quarterback of the future. Now, that, that is certainly a positive, and, it, and it's quite amazing that at 4-9-1, and one, they're still playing meaningful games in late December, but that speaks to the NFC East this season. And, Ray, that first of potentially two meaningful games to go uh, is the Eagles at the Cowboys, and we will preview that Friday morning. Thank you for the insight. Have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you then. Talk to you then, David. Look forward to it. Thanks. Same here, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dininger of 94 WIP. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.